welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hovot Halevavot, the book of Rabbi Ba'iya Ibn Pakuda, and we're in the chapter of the Gate of Self-Accounting, it's chapter 3 of the second book. And today Rabbi Pakuda is uh, teaching us, he continues to teach us how to do our self-accounting, and he says that one should make a reckoning with himself of God's extraordinary favor to him in rousing him to his life source in both worlds through a noble, faithful Torah given to remove his blindness, wipe out his ignorance, enlighten his eyes, and draw him close to God's will. So he's, he's saying that a person really needs to learn Torah. We, a person really needs to come and say, you know what? I'm, I'm lacking, I don't, I'm, I'm ignorant, I don't know what I should know. And um, we're never gonna get to know everything because it's impossible, knowledge is infinite and we're finite. But at least we can, we can gain knowledge, we can come to learn more. And, and a Torah that informs him with true conception of his creator, like you're not learning from just any source, you're learning from, from the truth, from the met, from the wisdom of Hashem. So as it is written, God's story is perfect, restoring the soul. God's testimony is sure, making wise the simple. God's precepts are just rejoicing the heart. God's commandment is pure, enlightening the eyes. And this is from Tehillim. And he should contemplate the following, if while aware of the Torah's eminence, he was unable to have any part in it, and then he met someone who helped him attain it, would his effort to properly thank and praise this individual or his power to do so ever be sufficient? So what Rabbi Pakuda is saying, like if you have a teacher that is teaching you and you're grateful for the knowledge that you have acquired through this teacher, even much more we have to be grateful to Hashem that he gives us his wisdom in the Torah, that he gives everything to us and the capacity to understand it not only to learn it, but to be able to have an intelligence, to have an, a seichel, an, an, an intellect that is able to learn and discern and, and comprehend. And the very least of what we owe him in the way of gratitude is to rush to adhere to his Torah. So the, the way that we thank Hashem, that we really show gratitude, is not only by learning it, but by keeping it. To be an observer, to be a Shomer Torah, Shomer Mitzvot person, a person that keeps the Torah is grateful to Hashem. So another uh, point he gives us is one should make a personal accounting of his delay in coming to understand God's Torah and of his contentness with not grasping its contents. That one should think, okay, why is keep, what is keeping me from learning? Why can't I learn? And he, should, he would not act this way in regard to a book that came to him from a human king. So if a person would receive a book from a human king, he would immediately take the book and, and spend the whole day reading that book. So why, when it comes to the king of kings, people are so um, allergic to learning Torah? What's keeping them? Rather, he would focus his mind and concentrate all his thoughts in order to understand its meaning, and he would be greatly distressed until he understood the, what the, this this living king want to, to give him, we should feel the same way towards God. We should feel like I'm not resting at peace until I understand what I'm trying to learn. So how much greater is its obligation to go far beyond this in order to understand the book of God, which is the source of life, is the, 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 the tree of life. 
that was in the, in the Garden of Eden, there was a true, tree of knowledge and a tree of life. Tree of life is Torah, is Hashem. And so for it is the source of your life and long endurance. When you're learning Torah, you're embracing the king and the king is embracing you. You're connecting to the wisdom of God. You're connecting to him. You're becoming one with him. This is why it's so powerful. So the, the other reflection is that a person should make an accounting when he senses in himself an inclination to rebel against the creator and to break his covenant. He should reflect and meditate on all that he has perceived with his senses of the words, world's roots and branches, of its simple elements and complex beings, of that which is above and that which is below, how they all exist by God's word and keep his covenant. Has he ever seen any of them deviate from the restraining bond of God's service, rebel against his word or break his covenant? Like a person should be discerning, he should look. Look, you know, the sun comes out every morning. The sun is not that one day he woke up and he says, you know what, today I don't wanna shine. I wanna go to sleep the whole day. This is not what the sun does. The sun comes out every morning, no matter what's going on in the world. He, he is faithful to Hashem. And the moon also is shining every night. And so the, the, the question is, if we look at the world and we see how our body functions and it's functioning correctly and the world is con the world of Hashem functions and it's not rebelling against him so how can we simple human beings rebel against the king how can we ever say okay i'm i'm going to do it my way and not his way you're just a part of him in this world you're 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 a part of him you're you're an extension of Hashem here. You come here to bring light to the world. Why would you rebel? There's no, no, no understanding for that. How then can a man not be ashamed to violate his creator's covenant in a world that has not violated God's covenant? If the world itself maintains God's covenant, how can we go against God? And this is because Hashem gave us Behira. He gave us free will. He gave us free will because he wanted us to choose him from our own choosing, not because he imposes himself on us, but if we're able to look at the world and how it functions and everything functions uh, harmoniously and perfectly the way Hashem decrees it to function, then how much more we should be subservient and we should function the way that Hashem really made us to be. And that is to be able to be the best we can be. He wants greatness from us. He doesn't want us to be just like anything else. Like he wants greatness. So, so he says, consider the following analogy. Let us say that there was a king who ordered a group of his servants to ferry one of his ministers with the utmost care over a mighty river to a certain place at fixed time. The king then ordered the minister to do certain things for them in that situation and at that time. The servants followed the decree of the king. They were very careful with the minister. They took him through the river. They brought him where he had to go. But imagine this minister suddenly became very haughty and he neglected to execute the king's uh, order. And so one of the certain servants then said to the minister, you who neglect the king's command, do you not fear that one of us will act towards you as you have acted towards the king? Like if you're disobeying the king, don't you think we could do the same thing? And so the, at the same time, we have to look at ourselves like that. If the whole world is going accordingly to God's plan, how can, 
how about us? What, how, how can we go against God's plan? So we see from here, these are things that we should ponder on, that we should think about. Uh, yeah, the king has a plan. The king created the world with a plan. And really, we should go with a plan. We should go with a plan. We should just walk and say and look and say, okay, Hashem, I'm here for you. What do you need from me? Because you are part of the plan. And so you should not go against it. So I leave you here. Have a blessed week and live a little higher. Thank you.